Good morning, everyone. It's time for another edition of Transformation Radio.
one play a couple times a year, it seems. Give up on myself 
But I don't know where to begin And I think it's time to find out And make that change I've been lonely too Many days pass by What's done is done Been running through the night towards the light of the sun. Now I'm free. Bring a little love for me, not sweet love of mine. It's the morning of a new day, and I thank you, love, for everything. Bring a little love for me, not sweet love. It's the morning of a new day, and I thank you, love, for everything that you've done in me. I will meet you there in the end of time. Come together as one. Oh, I will meet you there in the end of time. Come together Now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Here is a brief overview of some of what we'll be reading about in Scripture today. Jesus went back across the Sea of Galilee, probably landing at Capernaum, his headquarters. Jairus was the elected leader of the local synagogue, responsible for supervising worship, running the weekly school, and caring for the building. So he apparently knew Jesus. Many synagogue leaders had close ties to the Pharisees. It is likely, therefore, that some synagogue rulers had been pressured not to support Jesus. Well, this woman comes along, and this woman had a seemingly incurable condition causing her to bleed constantly. This may have been a menstrual or uterine disorder that would have made her ritually unclean and excluded her from most social contact. She desperately wanted Jesus to heal her. But she knew that her bleeding would cause Jesus to be unclean under Jewish law if she touched him. Now, sometimes we feel that our problems will keep us from God. But he's always ready to help, no matter how impossible the problem seems to us. We should never allow our fear to keep us from approaching him. Now, it was virtually impossible to get uh, close to Jesus. But uh, one woman fought her way desperately through the crowd in order just to touch him. As soon as she did, she was healed. Well, she didn't actually touch him. She only touched his robe. Now, what a difference between the crowds who are curious about Jesus and the few who reach out and touch him. Today, a lot of people are vaguely familiar with Jesus, but nothing in their lives is changed or bettered by this passing acquaintance. It's only by faith, this thing called faith, that releases God's healing power. Move beyond curiosity, my friend. Reach out to Christ in faith. That touch will change your life forever. 
All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 21st, the New Testament, Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake, where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for twelve years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, If I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him, so he turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, Messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, Why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha Kaum, which means, Little girl, get up. And the girl, who was twelve years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Psalm 38, verses 1 through 22. As a child might cry to his father, so David cried to God, David was not saying, don't punish me, but don't punish me while you're angry. He acknowledged that he deserved to be punished, but he asked that God temper his discipline with mercy. You know, like children, we're free to ask for mercy, but we should not deny that we deserve punishment. This is called a penitential psalm because David expressed sorrow for his sin. He stated that his sin led to health problems and separated him from God and others, causing extreme loneliness. He then confessed his sin, and he repented. 
David saw his anguish as judgment from God for his sins. Although God does not always send physical illness to punish us for sin, well, this verse and others in Scripture indicate that He does in certain circumstances. Our sin can have physical or mental side effects that can cause great suffering. Sometimes God has to punish His children in order to bring them back to Himself. When we repent of our sin, God promises to forgive us. He delivers us from sin's eternal consequences, although He does not promise to undo all of sin's earthly consequences. Psalm 38, verses 1 through 22. A Psalm of David, asking God to remember him. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger, or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep, and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. I am bent over and racked with pain. All day long, I walk around filled with grief. A raging fever burns within me, and my health is broken. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. You know what I long for, Lord. You hear my every sigh. My heart beats wildly, my strength fails, and I'm going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. Even my own family stands at a distance. Meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish me harm make plans to ruin me. All day long they plan their treachery. But I am deaf to all their threats. I am silent before them as one who cannot speak. I choose to hear nothing, and I make no reply. For I am waiting for you, O Lord. You must answer for me, O Lord my God. I prayed, don't let my enemies gloat over me or rejoice at my downfall. I am on the verge of collapse, facing constant pain. But I confess my sins. I am deeply sorry for what I have done. I have many aggressive enemies. They hate me without reason. They repay me evil for good and oppose me for pursuing good. Do not abandon me, O Lord. Do not stand at a distance, my God. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. The wise are glad to be instructed, but babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall.
today's broadcast. I pray that everyone who tuned in today was blessed by what they heard, and I hope you all have a wonderful day.